the Biden administration is trying to do hard things. That's the business of governing. They are on a very big losing streak. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all of them with tears in their eyes for the departure from our democracy that is happening right now. Today, we must not be complacent or complicit. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 158. And day 171 since, uh, in fact, Joey Biden uh, promised that he wouldn't stab our fellow Americans in the back and abandon them as he has. Uh, One hour from right now. Joe Biden will be holding his second press conference. <laughs> I think it's the first time in, I don't know, 80, 70, 69, 70, 80 days, whatever the number happens to be. Um, you, you can almost we're going to go through a list of questions that the mob, the media won't ask because it's all let me let me. They told me to go to so and so from this news organization first. I can't answer. I get yelled at every time I answer a question. They get mad at me and everything. Uh, it's it. There's so many questions that won't be answered for for all of us. It'll be frustrating. Some of it will be entertaining. Um, you know, Biden's staff, his entire team right now is, you know, Adam Schiffing in their pants, scared to death of, of him botching this up, even though he's had, what, five full days of doing nothing uh, except, I'm sure, behind-the-scenes preparation for this thing. Um, the things that we're going to hear are going to be, you know, quite predictable. You know, some things we could start betting on. We could start a betting line. Is he going to yell and scold us and lecture us and call us racist? Or is he going to do the whispering, Joe? Joe, get a mask. Get vaccinated. Get a mask. Get vaccinated. Um, you know, you just never know. We can count how many times he's going to blame Trump or the previous administration or lie and say America's back. And and I'm told to start with this this reporter from this news organization. Oh, oh, and he'll make a big deal. We're sending out free tests four per household in America. COVID tests. Yeah. uh, But we didn't see Omicron coming. And when Americans needed the tests two years into the pandemic, there were no tests available. I mean, starting our beginning, our third year. Um, and we're going to give away free mask now too, free government masks. Oh, that, that, that'll help us a lot. A uh, little late, Joe. Um, he starts with a 33% approval rating. And it, it looked as, it, there's, look, my, my prediction, by the way, is he's going to do fine in, in as much as he's going to get softball questions that he's already been prepped to death to answer. Um, and he's going to avoid probably the real questions, which is why we have our own questions that we've put together 
you know, and and it's frustrating. Is is Joe going to brag about Afghanistan? Joe, you said only 171 days ago that you would not abandon Americans in Afghanistan. You abandoned Americans, even military family members. You abandoned, you know, thousands of people with American green cards eligible to live legally in this country. You abandoned our Afghan allies, something we as a country promised we would never do. Why didn't you keep your word, Joe? Uh, Joe, we have a 40-year high in inflation. How is the, How is that possible? Joe, um, your energy and economic policies now are costing the average family with a higher cost of, of energy, gasoline, buck fifty more a gallon just to just to fill your tank. That's twenty, twenty five, thirty bucks every time you fill up. It's gonna be another thousand dollars a year for most Americans to heat their homes this this winter. Um and you gave a waiver to Vladimir Putin and you know this is now costing every single item that every American buys at every store it's causing inflation at a 40-year high. Um, why don't you go back to the energy policies of Donald Trump? I wonder who's going to ask that question. Joe, how do you describe uh, your policy at the border? The law of the land is that people that don't respect our laws and our sovereignty and our borders are not allowed in the country. Why did you eliminate Donald Trump's catch and release? Why won't you continue building the wall that he started with, what, 500 miles worth? Uh, and, and Joe, why don't you deport illegal immigrants? Why are you giving preferential treatment to illegal immigrants by not COVID testing them? Jen Psaki says it's because they're not going to be here very long. And you're not in you, there's there's no vaccine mandate for illegal immigrants. And then you're transporting them into states all around the country. Uh, you've been pushing hard and calling basically Jim Crow 2.0 the election laws in this country. Yet your state of Delaware, which you've represented all those years, decades, they have some of the most restrictive laws in the country. We can't find a single time that you ever lifted a finger to make voting in Delaware more accessible. Why didn't you do anything to help the state of Delaware, Joe? And do you think any of these questions are going to be asked? Joe, why did we run out of COVID tests? What do you mean? What did you mean when you said we didn't see Omicron coming? You know, why have you not, now that we have breakthrough cases, fully vaccinated people, vaccinated and boosted people, vaccinated, boosted, and, and with natural immunity people, all getting COVID-19 and testing positive, why haven't you mass-produced monoclonal antibodies? We didn't have a shortage under Trump. And why didn't you produce these antiviral medicines that have been available and that you've known about now for some time? Um, Joe, why do you work so little? Why do you why, why do you average less than one event per day? Why are you spending 25 percent of your time fully in in Delaware? Now, Jen Psaki says you're comfortable there. You're, you like to be there and that your your wife and your son are buried there. Is that the reason? And why are you not, why are you not, why are you withholding records of the people that you're meeting in Delaware? Why won't you be more transparent? I mean, just a few, few questions that, you know, I guarantee you will not come up today. So I know this is going to frustrate some of you, but you might as well know ahead of time because it's supposed to start literally in, in 47 minutes from right now. And we'll see if it does. Um, 
Why did you tell people that they're not going to get COVID if they got vaccinated? Do you now admit that your advice, your medical advice, Dr. Biden, was wrong? Do you admit that that Dr. Fauci has gotten things wrong from masks to the vaccine preventing uh, the people from contracting COVID-19? You know, just very simple, simple questions for Joe that I don't think he's going to be able to answer. You know, you just go, kids, just go right on down the line. Why did you say Jim Crow 2.0? You never lifted a finger. Your whole career, you've been against getting rid of the filibuster. Why are you now supporting it? You know, why, for example, you know, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from, Joe. Why did you say you would unite the country and then basically refer to anybody that disagrees with you on ending the filibuster for for your voting rights reformed, compare them to George Wallace and Jefferson Davis. Why would you be against voter ID? You have it in your state. Why doesn't your state have 17 days of in-person early voting like Georgia? Why doesn't your state have any drop boxes? Why in your state do you have to provide a reason to get an absentee ballot, which you don't need in Georgia or Texas? Why do you have the most restrict some of the most restrictive laws? You know, hey, Joe, uh, you said that anyone uh, we're going to you said that anyone who's responsible for 220,000 deaths should not remain president of the United States. Will you hold yourself to that same standard? Will you resign? Because we've had more dead people from covid in in 2021 under your watch than 2020 under President Trump. Why have you not warp speeded tests so we have them readily available? You know, it's a little late now for Omicron, but maybe you can pre- predict for the next variant. And so you won't have to tell us that you didn't see it coming. What where's warp operation warp speed for monoclonal antibodies and antiviral pills? You said that if you get the, the vaccine, you're not going to get the virus. You turned out to be wrong. Did you give misinformation to the American people? You know, uh, you once called the lack of tests under Donald Trump a travesty. Okay, it's year three. How did you not predict with the holiday season coming and Hanukkah and and Christmas and New Year's Eve and and people getting together that there would likely be a surge in cases? Why didn't you do that? Will you commit, Joe, to a cognitive health test like Donald Trump did and release the results to the American people? Kamala Harris had a hard time answering the question. If you'd be running in 2024, do you plan on running and you plan on having Kamala Harris as your running mate? I mean, there's, there's a lot here. It's a lot of things that you've said that turned out not to be true. You've mentioned many times that you were arrested during the civil rights movement, both here and, and in South Africa. You know, will you now admit that that what you told people is not true? And I still want my favorite question asked. You know, you parted with the former Klansman, Robert KKK Byrd to stop integration of schools because you didn't want public schools, in your words, to become a racial jungle. So do you regret those remarks? You know, how do you call other people racist so freely and suggest they're racist when you have that history yourself? You know, we have the more people, like a 20, 25-year high of illegal immigrants coming into the country. Why did you let that happen? You know, you're facing every crisis possible. You promised to unify the country. 
Why do we have a 40-year high with inflation? You know, your vice president and, and others, why do you support cashless bail, all these Democrats? Why do you support reducing sentencing and charging of, of, of criminals? By the way, will you now admit that you've met with people uh, you, when you said that you, you didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business, foreign business dealings? Will you now admit that what you said to the American people is not true? And there's 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 a lot to chew on here. Now, here's the problem. None of what I just laid out, and I'm only touching the surface here, is ever going to be asked of this president. None of it's going to be asked. And it's it's going to infuriate many of you. But it, it is it is what it is. You know, record number of people entering the country illegally, a record increase in inflation and consumer price index. Uh, your approval rating is at 33 percent. How is that possible? You know, it's uh, the labor particip- participation rate. Yeah, pretty much unchanged. Number of people not in the labor force wanting to work, you know, is pretty significant. You know, what do we do now that fully vaccinated people with boosters and even natural immunity are still getting COVID and passing COVID on to other people? Does that mean that the unvaccinated should not be shamed? Will you take back your claim that this is a this is mostly a problem for the unvaccinated? Because that's not true. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program, we expect this to start in 40 minutes from right now. By the way, for stations along the Sean Hannity Show network, we will carry that press conference in full and have complete analysis afterwards. Hannity is on. Along 800 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Now, there's other things happening today. Uh, we probably expect this. Now, by the way, it's we're now 33 minutes away from Joe's big presser uh, for stations along the Sean Hannity Show network. We, we are prepared to take it the moment it goes live, uh, even if it's during the top of the hour news. Uh, so please be on standby. Um, and so tonight there's going to be a vote in the Senate on abolishing the filibuster now we already know where joe manchin stands we know where Kristen cinema stands there should be no ambiguity to this but there's a whole process to all of this and and i've got this great breakdown analysis from chad pergram who puts out he calls it the hitchhiker's guide to all things washington dc and rather than me reading it to you i'm just going to put him on at the bottom of the hour so he can explain it to you in other words the nuclear option that's going on today as we speak. Um, we have evidence uh, that Joe Biden, in fact, the Daily Caller came up with with these new released documents detailing Biden's uh, rush withdrawal from Afghanistan uh, that actually contradict uh, what the president was saying and prove that he was lying to the American people when he insisted last August that he was following the advice of his top military people. We now have uh, a Department of Defense was warning the Afghan Air Force would collapse without hope from the U.S. months and months before Biden announced the country would withdraw from Afghanistan. It's just the opposite of what he told us. And anyway, the, the report highlights the fact that they were warned months ahead of time 
before the collapse of the Afghan Air Force. They were warned that all of this would happen. And anyway, it was written by a special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction was given to the Department of Defense in January of 2021. And it warned that the U.S. had not adequately trained support staff for the country and that the Afghan Air Force wouldn't be able to keep up uh, aircraft without our help. And by the way, now the Biden White House is warning the long threatened Russian invasion of Ukraine is imminent. Told you. What did I say? Three things to watch for this year. This is number one. Putin is not amassing 200,000 troops on the Ukrainian border for no good reason. Number two, after the Olympics, watch what happens with China and Taiwan. And number three, the Iranian mullahs are getting more emboldened by the hour. And Joe doesn't have a plan for any of those crises. Anyway, all right, we're half hour away from Biden's presser. We'll get to that. Then we'll get reaction. Big day. Stay with us. build the foundation for conservative victory victory now back to the sean hannity show all right 25 to the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN you want to be a part of the program uh so we will carry the uh, president's press conference we expect all, all presidents are usually a little late uh but we'll carry it in full um as it starts at the beginning of the next hour and for stations along the Sean Hannity Show Network, we will be running it in full without any commercial breaks. Feel free to take any break as you deem necessary. Um, all right. So rather than me explaining what will be unfolding tonight, likely when I'm on the air, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, we have the Democrats now moving forward, knowing they don't have cinema or mansion uh, but moving forward with a possible nuclear option for the purpose of getting this voting, quote, rights bill, as they call it, through. Uh, our friend uh, Chad uh, Program is the, the guy of all things Washington, D.C., calls it the Hitchhiker's Guide to what's going to be happening today and tonight. Um, from my understanding, and I talked to two senators today, and both of them confirmed to me there's no way in hell this thing passes. That's right, Sean. Well, again, here's how this works. You have to have a failed vote and a filibuster. So Republicans are going to filibuster this. And then what you can do, and these are the nuclear options, as they're called here on Capitol Hill, that we saw in 2013, done by the Democrats, and then by the Republicans for the Supreme Court in 2017. You take that failed vote, and you say, oh, we want to overrule the chair. We don't agree that this is the policy of the Senate. And if you have a simple majority, 51 votes, you can, in fact, overrule the chair. Now, Democrats in a perfect world to do this, because it's 50-50 in the Senate, they would need all of their members on board, including Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, and have Vice President Harris uh, cast the tie-breaking vote. Now, one wrinkle here, the n- magic number is not 51. The magic number is a simple majority. We are living in the time of COVID. Brian Schatz, a Democratic senator from Hawaii, just last week, couldn't be here. There's no remote voting in the Senate, so the Democrats didn't forge ahead with this over the weekend. If for some reason there are absent senators on the Republican side of the aisle, Democrats could conceivably muscle this through. 
But we don't think that's going to happen. Again, you'd have to have a lot of, of senators on the Republican side out for some reason. My, my, my sources in the Republican Party, in the Senate, said, nope, they're all there. Most of them were together at the time I called. Yes, so that, so we're not expecting that. But that's just one little wrinkle that we always watch, watch at. Watch, and I probably wouldn't even talk about it if we weren't in the middle of the pandemic. So basically, this is a vote that is doomed to fail. So what uh, Chuck Schumer, the Democratic leader, is starting to do is turn up the heat on the Republicans, saying this is your fault, you're filibustering this, but also starting to turn up the heat on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. He went after them not by name on the floor today, but he said there are some in our caucus who believe that this helps bring a few people together. He said, I don't see any evidence of that happening. Bernie Sanders, the independent senator from Vermont, the socialist, he said, I would very much hope that those two Democrats, and he did use their names, Senator and Manchin will rethink their position. He called their opposition to breaking the filibuster on this quote pathetic. Now, there by the are way, two- then and then he threatened a primary Manchin and Cinema, and then Manchin responded by daring him to primary him. Yeah, uh, and, and obviously you might have a little more of an issue in Arizona with Cinema. Uh, Ruben Gallego, who was a Democratic congressman, uh, he was pretty critical of Cinema on the House floor last week. And it's you know been noted that he might in fact try to to primary her. Talking about primaries and talking about elections, somebody who came out today, who faces a tough re-election, is Mark Kelly, the Democrat from Arizona. He indicated today that he would change the filibuster quote if campaign finance and voting rights reforms are blocked again this week. So that is a vote by Mark Kelly tonight. He'll be on the record twice. Uh, that people will look at on both sides of the aisle and in both wings of the Democratic Party. And by the way, he is in for a very tough general election. Republicans will have a primary. The front runner uh, out there is the Attorney General of Arizona. That's Mark uh, 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 Bernovich, and he's done a phenomenal job. He's very articulate. Uh, I think he even he got more votes than the governor in the last race. If I'm not mistaken, you probably know better than me. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know that off the top of my head, but that is going to be one of the top races uh, to watch. I thought it was very interesting in Mark Kelly's statement to try to finesse this to talk about campaign finance issues. It's just not the voting rights issue for him. It's that you know another moderate Democrat who's been converted here is John Tester, a Democrat from uh, Montana, and he said you know as far as the filibuster go goes, times change and things change, and he's willing to vote on this today. And it will also be interesting to see in the next hour or two what President Biden says about this and whether or not this changes the equation on Capitol Hill. Well, is what? he going to compare anybody that disagrees with him to George Wallace and Jefferson Davis again, uh, the Mr. Uniter? Uh, and the other question is, is some of the most restrictive voting laws in the country, as you well know, Chad, are in the state of Delaware, they don't have 17 days of early in-person voting like Georgia. They don't have any drop boxes like they have in Georgia. Uh, in Georgia, you don't need to provide an excuse for a mail-in ballot. Uh, you do need to provide that in Delaware, and both states require voter ID. He never once he never once moved to make voting more accessible in Delaware. And you see what's starting to happen here, Sean, is that Democrats are starting to attack one another. There is this chasm between the moderate Democrats and the liberal Democrats. And what you're going to see after today, obviously the president, you know, those remarks in Atlanta last week didn't make any difference. 
you know, we talk about every baseball team in the country wants a good closer. You know, they look to their bullpen. President Biden certainly heretofore has not demonstrated that he's a good closer. He's come to Capitol Hill three times in the past several months and left empty-handed, at least immediately, on the bills that he's been trying to get passed. This was the case last week when he met with the Senate Democrats. Uh, he's not a closer. He has not been able yet to close the deal. And that's why there's this incendiary warfare inside uh, the Democratic Party. And you're really going to have the left-wing groups start to amp up and dial up the heat on Manchin and Cinema. And so far, any of those tactics, none of those tactics have worked. It didn't work on Build Back Better. And so, you know, does that ever move the meter? That remains to be seen. But so far, that has not worked at all. Uh, all right, we're going to watch very closely. What time do you expect this vote to take place tonight? Well, Chuck Schumer uh, has noted th- that there's two votes. There's the You have to have the first failed vote to break the filibuster. He says right. 6.30. Uh, this is like soccer here on Capitol Hill. You know, there's injury and booking time. So I think probably closer to 7 o'clock that vote starts. And then there's there's some mechanical things they have to go through. I won't get in the weeds on that. But then later tonight... You talked about your show on at 9 o'clock, maybe 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. They have that vote, a failed vote on the nuclear option. That probably happens 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock or so. All right, so when we have you on TV tonight, uh, then you'll be able to give us hopefully the answer or what the pending answer at that point. We'll know definitively, but... According to my sources, there's no way this is going to happen today. Yeah, we really don't think that that's the case. You're absolutely right. Your sources are good on that. But, uh, you know, I did talk to somebody who knows this process very well, just to confirm that we had all the, you know, I always do my homework here. And if you did have absences, if, and I'm going to underscore that about three times, but we don't think that's going to happen. I will say this, Sean. Sometimes what you need to do in politics is get issues to ripen. Now, if Democrats think that this is really something they want to do over time, whether it be later this year or next year or in 10 years or something, I mean, you know, you had Jim Clyburn, the Democratic whip the other day, talking about how, you know, it took, uh, you know, there was a a more than 50-day filibuster to get the Voting Rights Act, excuse me, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 through. That took, you know, several months. And then because there were delays on that, they passed the Voting Rights Bill the next year in 1965. And so this is not particular to voting rights or civil rights, but sometimes it takes issues a while to ripen, whether or not you agree or disagree with the issue. So while this might be dead now, it may not be dead forever. All right, Chad Pergram, thank you. We'll be following that closely. And we're only 17 minutes away from the scheduled start of Joe Biden's what second press conference. We'll be watching that with the... Uh, great interest and and i'm sure he's gonna you know for those of you who say what do you mean he's gonna do fine because he's been doing nothing but practicing for the last five days hannity how do you know he's been practicing because he always disappears before one big event that they know he's gonna have to struggle through but even still i guarantee you his staff is adam shifting in their pants right now scared to death about joe going out publicly He's only going to call on friendly reporters for the most part. It'll be interesting to see if Peter Ducey at least gets one shot. He didn't get it the last time in the first press conference. Um, so this issue of Bernie Sanders that Chad was referring to is real. Um, he's now threatening to primary both Manchin and Cinema in 2024, the next time they're up for re-election. And Sanders suggested uh, that he'd support primary challengers. Sanders told reporters that he thinks there's a very good chance that Manchin and Cinema would face those challenges in their states. And he said home state voters would be disappointed that the pair have refused to support changing the Senate rules. 
I don't think so in either state. Let me tell you what's happened to Joe Manchin since Bill Back Broke was stopped by him. His approval ratings went up nearly double digits. And I would argue that the, the person that is most at risk in terms of being in the Senate in Arizona, especially with Joe's horrific uh, policies on immigration and open borders and voting with Chuck Schumer 98, 99% of the time is Mark Kelly. And he's got a strong opponent opponent in the Attorney General Brnovich out there. So we'll see. Um, Manchin responded to Bernie Sanders, and he made it clear that his party's push to isolate him and Kristen Sinema is not going to force his hand on a rules change. And, you know, Manchin's a pretty tough guy. He actually seems to welcome the isolation. He told reporters ahead of the Democratic caucus meeting he would not go along with instituting a talking filibuster, which would be used to evade the Senate's 60-vote threshold, nor would he entertain a rules change by a simple majority. And Kristen Sinema used equally strong language. Asked about the party's priorities, Manchin said people are most worried about inflation and coronavirus and he added that he'd welcome a primary challenge over his filibuster position if he runs for re-election. I've been primaried my entire life. That's nothing new for me. The majority of my colleagues in the Democratic caucus have changed their minds. Okay, I can respect that. They have a right to change their minds. I haven't changed mine. I hope they respect that, too. I've never changed my mind on the filibuster. And remember, it was Chucky Schumer who said, you know, it's going to turn us into a banana republic. One reporter saying, people say you're making it so that they're not going to be able to vote in the next election. Manchin's answer, the government will stand behind them and make sure everyone has a right to vote. They're just lying when they say that. We act like we're, we're going to obstruct people for voting. That's not going to happen. The reason the Democrats are fighting so hard for this is they because they see a political advantage of it in it. You know, Democrats now... And you can see, as goes, you know, states like Vermont, New York, California, um, so goes the rest of the country, or so they hope. New York City just implemented a law that allows illegal immigrants to vote in municipal elections. It's only the beginning. And we have the issues in Vermont and other states talking about it as well. Um, now, one other thing that's happening is fear is growing among congressional Democrats that, that Biden is leading this entire party to the slaughterhouse, um, you know, with their political fates on the line and, and midterms this year approaching fast. Democrats on Capitol Hill losing confidence in Joe's political acumen, even fake news CNN. This is three days now in a row. And I'm sure the fact that they can barely crack 600,000 viewers is, is the reason in any one given hour. That's even in prime time for crying out loud. That is, let me tell you, I, I wouldn't survive in cable news if that was my viewing audience. Anyway, it's not just Biden, that Biden's approval ratings have tumbled. This is fake news, CNN. Those in charge of keeping Democrats in power doubt that Biden's team understands how to improve his political fate. And with it, there's one senior Democratic elected official in Washington complaining. It's hard for me to believe that the president knows how little his political shop is doing to support Democratic majorities in the Senate and House. All of us believe the president would be shocked to learn how little the White House political team is doing. Senior Democrats, including some White House aides, describe a West Wing lacking both a political strategy and discipline to execute one. Focus groups are giving party operatives nightmares. Biden is coming across as an old, absent, 
They, as old and absent, they say, real and perceived fumbles play into the deep fears. He's not up to the job and Democrats are incompetent. And few Americans can say, you know, what was in the massive bills that he signed, uh, though many have heard the Democrats infighting and, and what he hasn't signed. Privately, they're petrified. That That's all true. Anyway, so we're... You know, we'll see when he starts his press conference for stations along the Sean Hannity Show Network. We'll carry it in full without commercial interruption. And then we'll have full analysis on the other side of it and get to your calls. We have a brand new poll out by John McLaughlin. He'll check in with us along with Matt Towery, the pollster. Time for stations along the Sean Hannity Show uh, Network. Uh, We will be taking Joe Biden's press conference in full uh, without interruptions, uh, so uh, make adjustments as needed on your end. Uh, <laughs> this, we're having like a fun drinking game, although we're not drinking. Uh, you know, how many times is Joe going to say, we're giving out free COVID tests and free masks and everything, but they didn't see Omicron coming. And we I'm not drinking when that happens. No, I'm no, drinking no. when he says, come on, man. How many people on. on the staff will actually Adam be Adam Schiffing in their pants? Anyway, as he starts us, um and is he going to yell or whisper? He's been practicing five days, so I don't know what the answer is. Uh, how many times will he blame Trump in the previous administration? Will he lie and say America's back, which would be the biggest lie of all? Uh, they told me to start with this person, or I've been told to do this or that. There's a lot of there could be potentially a lot of betting games going on. We should have an entire line on this thing. Anyway, we'll carry it in full. Coming up, Joe Biden speaks out of some some fake bunker straight ahead.